Oh, you see Oxygen, Aiden, Vayne, and Reeds taking that center spire. Aiden already grabbing himself a purple shield before they start to loot up. And honestly, an R301 Rampage is not a bad shot here, but we're going to swap it out for the Nemesis. Even more typical there for Vayne. Now, something I've noticed from both of these contests is the delay of action has increased over time here, especially in regards to our previous match days, where we have seen these teams meet up for Oxygen, extending as far as to the south here. To delay this rotation even in their struggles and potentially what could be further action to get out of dodge here in barometer something we'll have to wait and see aiden though posturing on the other side potentially says otherwise it'd be really interesting and i would respect it if they decided to go ahead and just split barometer as you can see you could get a good look of that initial zone and where we're heading for gaming gladiators getting that kind of new org buff the zone centering over pylon but it does intersect kind of toward the southern area of coastal camp where dno gaming is so i'd imagine that we will bounce back even further south mm. yeah kind of up towards that hillside can be something of a a potential play here for those chokes and for dno oxygen and none lies this is definitely one of the harder zones to have an early take towards, but they will be the ones that hold the most impact here. Expect them to be potentially playing more outskirt-wise on the kind of cusps of getting into our round two rather than directly playing towards it. But for oversleepers who land over at command center, they grab the evac tower at the top of command and cover so much ground heading towards the south allowing them to get all the way to pylon just on the outskirts to continue that looting pattern that they're working on but honestly something that's really interesting is yes we see a lot of people electing to play the vault over in the amir region but the accuracy for the players was higher on the r9 than it was for the vault Oh, I, I believe it in a heartbeat. You can't break practice, and especially with the Volt being in that package only miles ago, which kind of dissuaded teams from picking up into its return, where it was still worse than the 99. Kind of bleeds into why the SMG doesn't have quite the hit to it, but meat lovers, they'll be taking that much more. For Legacy, not only do they not contest, they start turning their attention towards meat lovers and tech on the Bloodhound just has to run away. The power of Legacy is just too strong with them today. This is a solid start. It isn't the full white, but 2kp on the board on an early storm point is already so much better than what we have seen previously out of Legacy. I remind folks at home, they started 20 and 0 when we talked about him last time around. Definitely looking for a stronger start, but we talked about the sleeping giants and sentinels on your screen will be one of them. Going for the bang catalyst, Watson, but tune it on over to Game and Gladiators. Just trying to hit this high ground. We've seen a lot of teams play specifically from this position. And with a lot of teams trying to play from this area, similar to how we witnessed in the EMEA region, things got really congested quick around that bridge. I find it interesting, but I don't think it'll be something that stands for long here. The pylon, uh, much more of a happy place to be and how much it offers in terms of spacing two teams, given the proximity of how much covers there is and the buildings that present themselves here. So for our, I will say, Eastern rotating squads, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some shifts fairly early on. Some shifts early on will be Moist Esports taken towards the high ground here in devastated coast. Now, 
I love that they can shoot long distance here with those scopes to allow them for tech, though. They will be the first squad to fall on our map. Number one is Yanya. Just pushes the equation and eliminates the meat lovers. Now, Zephyr, we always talk about like ring consoles, survey beacons, and a lot of people have said that they've run into a mess trying to predict zones off of the survey beacon from Bloodhounds. Because once you essentially get that survey beacon scan, if everyone's on the wrong side and you justify your rotation accordingly, could we see that happen here, especially with a lot of people congesting outside of pylon and essentially out of the second zone? Absolutely. I mean, it, I mean, it spells itself out almost directly there for those three or four squads. That could potentially be enough, and especially with the zone catering more directly out into the open for our round two and further, you're not going to be seeing squads setting themselves up there. But granted, Bloodhound's still a relatively niche pickup, even if it has its minor impacts towards some of our squads. Most teams still headset on that control of the Catalyst or even the Watson. It's really fun to see that. And even this morning in EMEA, we had a ton less conduits in the lobby than we typically had on a few match days prior. Furia here on the move, making their entrance over towards Pylon, which a few squads have already made their way in. Drop in gaming over sleepers, the ones coming in from the back tower from Command Center. And even LG. Dare I say a very quick rotation for them, but the sleeping giant meets a Titan. Xed and TSM running amok here in Launchpad. See if they can put their way in before Exet makes their way out. Might already be dissuading the pressure by kind of leaving themselves quite a distance. How? Taking a huge chunk in return as a result. It's going to stop them from at least their first initial attack here. But for Exet, it doesn't get much better. We know there's a lot of these teams towards the eastern side bridge and more here. So making a rotation out from Red Room into the southern launch pad doesn't get easy. Oh, yeah, that's really going to be tough now that I think about it. I think Exet making the disengagement here and moving towards that choke point is going to be the preferential rotation for them. We'll eventually see Disguised at some point when they decide to come down from the north side, even Evolution kind of hitting a quick bit over at Sito. But the incoming next zone does come through, and we are still moving a little bit closer to DNO Gaming. Now, granted, they did get the majority of their points from their match series on Storm Point with that coveted win up by the Black Sands. This zone is pulling right to their wheelhouse. All right, if there's a team that knows how to deliver, it can be DNO. For Game and Gladiators, they finally have pushed to the correct position and taken well, at least home of one of our trapezoids, as I guess I shall call it here. Looking for revives. This is still something that is susceptible to many nades, but Louis being up there on that catalyst will make sure that they can have uh, the defensible opportunity. The reset does come through, and as we see in the distance, Exet still trying to make their way in and now it looks like they're jockeying for position between sentinels another one of the sleeping giants that we highlighted throughout the rolling thunder does come through it's not fun and coy try to stabilize here on the inside looking for some damage and yeah knock tries to find an angle but unfortunately it's not going to manifest through that door the reinforcements on the other side from sentinels come through Mind you, watch Orioles on this other end here. This makes it difficult for Sentinels to either pick a side because at the end of the day, it is a double 90 degree plus angle that causes any kind of rotation out from this building to immediately be picked up by one or the other. And on top of that, Pylon apparently too. <laughs> Pylon wants a piece of it, but Koi has that care package wingman, which has really been such a boon to a lot of teams, really. Because the fact is, it's like 100 plus bullets throughout the entirety 
and you just go crazy with it. It does so much damage and on it. Ugh, Boyful will be a demon with that. But TSM, they throw down the wall and start to navigate. They do have the ring information. And Evan going big with the havoc, letting that double AR meta sing. Let's go ahead and jump into a listen and hear what the comms are like. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I need to pop a bat. I need to pop a bat. I'm going to down. I'm going to queue up. I'm going to queue up. They're getting shot in the back. I'm going to queue up. Hey, yeah, can you climb? You can push, Evan. You might get pushed right now. I'm, I'm good. I'm bad in. I'm bad in. I'm good here. Let's two on you guys. I'm good. I'm on my need. I'm on my need. I'm on my need. I'm getting slow. I'm getting slow. I'm on me. I'm on me. I'm here. I'm here. Swing right. Swing right. I can't see anything. Where's my body? Where's my body? They're all low ground. They're all low ground. They're all low ground. All low ground. We're getting shot in the back. I got a bat. I got a bat. Climbing up. I'm batting it up. I'm one shot. I'm letting one shot. They're pushing us. Left back, Cannon. Horizon one, Horizon dead, Horizon dead, I'm dead. Give me knock, give me knock. Oh man. And Moist Esports take out a Titan. Not contesting Legacy off drop gives them a very nice start to map number one and even better. Look, I heard Guild had the girlfriend buff today and looks like it's definitely paying off. Yeah, for TSM, they're really footing a difference in terms of the timing of that utility, bringing that Dark Veil down to try to push for height and then not effectively utilizing it in terms of the full three-man to make the cross really comes back to bite them in their setup. As we jump on over to Disguise, though, I feel like I have been watching them tick-tock from the edges of zone this entire match. Sneaky, sneaky, sliding in through the south side here. Might find them some open space against Dino, but they have to be so careful. I know, I wonder if they're going to bide their time here, freshen up on the meds, the white health, but it looks like DNO is like shaping up to say, hey, please watch your back. Or they're just frolicking, making it happen, but staying There's together. Ooh, you know what's going to happen. Things are locking up. Let's jump into a disguise listening to hear the comms because they've already thrown down Senox. I'm I'm in Phoenix. I'm picking Watson. Yeah, there's that Watson if you can. I'm, I'm height, I'm height. I'm Phoenix. Yeah. Trending, trending. Careful height, careful oh. height. Yeah, I see that. Careful height, yeah, all the seats are all the seats are down here, done. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I'm popping about. Come to you. 67 height. I have no idea where that Watson went. Who cares? Yeah, this little area uh, right here. Calm sound chills, effort. They sound like <laughs> they are working like a well-oiled machine. They showed up to work. They put it together here and they've locked down those mentals and as a result, actually coming on top of DNO and now have what can be an effective position for this end game. Getting out of this ditch is going to be the next question for this roster. But in terms of utility, I mean, they didn't utilize entirely that much to do so and they have more than enough time in the world to deal with legacy or potentially moist here, uh, whichever they make the decision on. Yeah, they showed up like a shark in the water. And as you see how stacked Pylon is, we're going to talk about the mass exodus. That will be all of the teams making their way down to minimal actual cover in that next zone. That choke that Nine Lies will be playing from about to be the next fight that breaks through Native opening the door, getting a knock onto a Wope. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But for Furia, dead center of Pylon. 
And this is great for Fury. We know they can lay down damage, especially when it comes to this specific matchup. From the top of Pylon, they're going to be able to balloon scoring lines like that. Already 500 alone. One. Except the one to be trained on, at least for now. Fun in those sight lines from behind the wall. That's the wrong side. Oh no, fun. That is so tough to make your way in. I love that uh, they went north, but this is just gonna be, they're just part of all the congestion here and Skirt now finding themselves in a tough position between Native here, Awakening going down and Scurry and Alb trying to play alongside the knockdowns, but it's just Scurry left standing. And can we get a shield swap? Hopefully we'll be able to do that. We will, and the 1v1 against Rambo, and Rambo takes it, but you still have to reset, regain, and even then we'll have to approach Nine Lives as Evolution joins Skirt in falling. This has been great moves from Nine Lives, and they got woke back up from what was originally the fight on the edge against Native only moments ago here, and I highly doubt they're going to be able to make for full recoveries, and then on top of that, this rotation going into our next zone, climbing that hillside, if they can put that appropriately, I mean, that's gonna be something that gives them potentially a game-winning spot. But hey, make a couple quick ordinances. Don't even have to land a shot. They don't have to do anything. The frag picks up both of them. I don't even care that they were trying to hit a reset, call in the Moby and get the third back in. There was no stabilization that was going to be allowed because Nine Lies took advantage of that situation. Now with just mere 20 plus seconds on the board, they can hit that wrap on the rotation and look for a playable space. But for the teams like GKS, Furious, Sentinels, Exit, Oblivion, you are in pylon and we have 10 seconds to make an exit and with madness on the horizon saving up those smokes we have the ultimate and we just need to hit the ground running rolling thunder in play potentially for this open-ended area fury though getting out potentially ahead of the action remember it was in amia we saw a very similar rotation from squads and coming out of this hillside it was those that opted to play the edge slowly that were able to successfully survive. I am curious to see who is standing on the height of all places that might take advantage of any one of these teams. This just goes to show you why Horizon is so vital when it comes to those ultimates, even just preventing yourself from getting stunned in your own. You pop the grav lift and you keep on running straight into drop in gaming, straight into gaming gladiators, drop in gaming, dropping the dark veil to try and get ahead of it. But all you're going to be doing is in the line of sight of Furia, who is running for their life. DNO falls, Sentinels to join them. We're about to be in the final nine squads. Oh, and it's Nano beating out in terms of pacing over the side to find the first drop of Furia off of taking too much damage from the zone. Madness now left as a sole individual stuck between two squads will meet his maker just as quickly. LG have fallen as well. Now for GKS oversleepers in game and gladiators, who will fall next? Don't want to extend out too much on this hillside because you only have this truck for cover. Well, picking up two eliminations thus far for oversleepers is not, oh my God, Vottery. Can we say that again? Do it again. I'm about to tell you, this might be the best oversleepers I've seen yet. None other than the main man, Vottery, leading the pack here. Gaming Gladiators, as big as the name as that is, it's not going to be big enough to get out from below. Stunny over on the side, 30-30. We'll find shots where they count. 
Meanwhile, disguised, poised like the final boss in an S-tier dungeon of solo leveling, waiting for the opponents in zone. But with it's 10 cooked. seconds left, we've got to hit the rotation. Oh. I understand we're just going to eat away at the knockdown shields. Oblivion is the next team to exit map one. Look over on the edge here. Drop in on one side, moist on the other. A silent benefactor to most of this zone will slowly start having to get involved. It was only moments ago we saw them lay down the hurt on It's Timmy, and now, well, Design has to make responses of their own. MT potentially on his edge of being broken, but oh, shot from the other side. The Radiant Transfer does come through, but we're still gonna focus on getting that shield bat. MT falls and we just keep barricading Woo! forward straight to Disguised and with Waltzy, a mere 10 HP and a dream. There's nothing you can do and Guild will likely fall next. After a valiant effort, Disguised still maintaining their form as a final boss, now into the final four squads. Meanwhile, on the other side of our zone, two teams that have to contest against one another, forced to play fence lines on the same area. A deep push of what I believe was an energy barricade only moments ago. Design remain alone here on the southern end. Legacy oversleepers dropping altogether. This is disguised game to win if they can force those teams to all take each other out because we have to move. Looks like we could potentially be looking for more grenades or any of that nature, some ordnance and design. Grabbing the ultimate high ground on that spire. Oversleepers here though, having a really solid start. We lose Vaudery and the Radiant Transfer comes through. Now it's just JP left standing as Drop-In Gaming falls and Oversleepers to join them now. So tides are turned, Legacy disguised. Who's gonna take it, map number one? From within the smoke, they'll try to find the shots that they need, but it's Timmy from afar, taken back. A moment to hit a bat as a crack coming through from Eddie on the side with 33, but the push alongside him will find first knocks for the likes of Legacy. Not designed getting stunned from the rogue Watson fence from DNO. Timmy taking some time to restabilize. We're still in that 3v2 situation. Yanya grabs an armor swap and we are barricading out into an all out brawl designed last standing against the world in a 1v3. Ooh. I mean, that's something that immediately destroys that game plan. So for Disguise to treat it the way they did with the patience and pace that allowed them to come out on top is respectable in its own right here. But for Nine Lives and Oxygen starting a lot closer this time around. Nine Lives taking the center of Barometer Way and separating Vayne from the pack. Trying to see if maybe they can get oh. an early pick here. This is not great. You can see them right on the other side of the door. Zephyri also might be. Yeah, there was just there was no way to save that. 2v1, he didn't really have any loot to help him either. I actually know that it's probably not best to even try and force that right now, but this is gonna be a rough start for them. Yeah. And, and just getting into that separation alone is something that for oxygen, I mean, we're looking in terms of improvements for nine lives though double purple is more than a good place to be there even if oxygen are still alive we'll hop on over to what is no longer a contest but now a shared equated living space between the devastated coast and echo hq here moist a bit of a roommate <laughs> some frenemy action going on they know each other's there but they're not 
they're not gonna push it, it honestly it, it boded better for them when they didn't and so i think that that's probably what they're gonna work with right now especially when it comes to the likes of legacy getting a little bit of success under the belt we know what a slay heavy team that they can be and uh i think that they're gonna want more of that time to continue getting into those fights as we check in on a rotation coming out of native gaming right now getting in nice and early to where this zone is going to shift to and uh this is actually going to be really really nice we see dropping gaming taking a little bit of damage on the way through of that rotation but they should be able to to make their way through on over to checkpoint as we potentially get a chance to look at the circles here a, a deep rotation through checkpoint might allude to one of our more rare zones that potentially calls itself home for an ending here but treating this rotation still with respect they know they've got enemies out in front of them here and for native gaming even if this building is seemingly theirs i mean you saw that Ooh. all right well you get your look here zephyr at the zone be nice for dsg dropping gaming's already in there everyone making a very very quick move one of those teams being x at this time not having to go up against sentinels as they were caught in the same choke last time trying to make their way past pylon now kind of on opposite sides of each other everyone trying to find a home though yeah i mean at least for checkpoint you get this kind of major split between the top direct poy and some of the extension of those houses below which actually kind of holds a lot more teams than most squads would expect the big caveat though to checkpoint is it's kind of similar to something we say when we talk about geyser on world's edge if you're not well within this place of play those teams are going to punish you as you try to accumulate or get through these chokes perhaps we shift our orbit this way checking in with exit now trying to get a little bit of an idea for how they want to handle this next rotation they're comfortable for now but they definitely know there's some teams in the general vicinity also seeing what lg have working for them right now this oh. is the tough part this is the tough part they're looking to try and get a pick there <laughs> I'll tell you, double picks already right off the bat. GKS left to just one. And while State Naughty is able to put up the damage where it counts, make it two. In the end, Sentinels still find their response here. But the problem is, it's going to come at the cost of potentially their life. Native Gaming, they know they are no slouch to the action, no slouch to the sounds that be. And for Zanile, sitting on just but one shot, all they need is a nice angle from Rambo. Sentinels cannot catch a break right now. They try to go a little bit aggressive and are instantly third-party native, though, getting pushed up by big gaming gladiators who come into the building right after. And everybody being so close means that the second these fights happen, if you're not ending them quickly or if you're not disengaging and getting somewhere safe, someone is ready to try and clean it up to clear out the area or get that KP on the board. Native, make the choice to disengage, play this a little bit safer, don't want to have to force it if they don't have to, and now GG will be living in that building. I, personally, I was surprised with that, too, because there was a very minor split between Clayne there and so I'm glad that they are able to find their way back up to pipe, but those two positions likely to be something permanent for the remnants of our rosters. For Moist, though, they're nowhere, nowhere close to a zone, but still finding themselves in a place of action here. Fifth overall right now, picking up some early KP would continue to protect the little bit of a lead that they've found. 
you know they might not have gone for that contest with legacy but they've got similar rotational paths and that's who they're dealing some poke damage down onto as they're both trying to push their way through pylons so they can get somewhere a little bit safer into the next zone and this might be a little bit of a stalemate back and forth here obviously don't want to let legacy get an easy rotate but they can only hold on to it for so long skirt on other sides here actually in one of the more surprisingly playable areas of this zone that has yet to really be taken i wouldn't say down beast but the outskirts of the west still very much an available option i do worry though with dno just behind them out towards the mill if they opt to play even further south could be taken advantage and for disguised this might be an excellent game here already getting a sneak peek of that ring allowing them to contest and stay alive out towards the west for a lot longer than most of these teams will have to deal with on the interior of checkpoint yeah it's it's just what they did last match too they went into the area of the zone that literally nobody else was in everyone was further north towards pylon and they decided to go to the south edge and they were able to hold that position all the way through until the end game it looks like they're setting themselves up to do something similar here as we now check in with tsm a team that actually went out very unexpectedly up against moist in match number one and you know they were not happy about that no especially after what was supposed to be a consistent on the push i like the fact that they are opting for this northern rotate they've got the same mind as teams like disguise here able to play out a more defensive position from the western side potentially if they don't opt for the checkpoint choke granted i, I think fighting into checkpoint directly from this northern position is something that rarely works out especially with drop in flying above and disguised shots on the west drop in going past disguise though still leaving them that area but as we kind of see where they're opting to hold right now they are on the north side of this zone potential for tsm to rotate their way through straight into dsg's path based off of where tsm was so that's something we'll definitely be keeping our eyes on as drop in gaming look like they found a place that they want to hold for now with like you said earlier zephyr skirt right on those uh outskirts <laughs> just on the edge where the name states and where they belong here and they're going to continue <laughs> to find their way deeper into the edge they're back into the zone there dropping gaming shots uh pushing them farther and farther away that could have been a really good spot held by them early and instead kind of taken away Oh, Whoa. checking back in with that rotate out of tsm like i said running straight into dsg an opportunity here to kind of figure out the game plan as they have at least this bunker to hold out in for the time being they are right on the inside of this next zone for now but they know that dsg is going to definitely be gatekeeping them as much as possible and taking tsm out of the lobby every single time is a uh, you know that that's what these teams are gunning for but this is something i mean i think tsm are happy to have in their wheelhouse in comparison to a lot of these other fights i mean this is just a direct 3v3 situation for this roster to come out on top of it's unlikely that we see teams from checkpoint dropping off of their height and even further rotations out and away from the down beast would be very unusual so it's all about the approach here one though that uh, apparently might have meat on the other side got a little nervous for a second there i'm not gonna lie 
Meat Lovers opt to go through a different choke instead of wrapping all the way around right into the path of TSM. They would have potentially pinched TSM between themselves and DSG. Instead, they go a more direct route to where the next zone is going to be, but also might potentially run across a couple of teams in the process. So we'll have to see just how safe they make that rotation. Might be able to find a home for themselves as we try and see what Moist is doing. Just barely on the outskirts of the next ring. So they're trying to move themselves into a slightly safer position with at least one squad in their crosshairs, making this a little bit more difficult. DNO was the team that was in mill here earlier this game, and it's gonna be nine lives this time around on the other side. Oxygen also potentially within a realm to pinch here, and while it has not been the best starts for Oxygen, we're past the contest at this point. All right, they, they're looted up, they're running and gunning, so potentially able to lay in some great impacts as nine pressures from one side, and moist with the other is something we will have to watch out for. Oh, you can see on the minimap there just how many teams are about to engage nine lives. We're looking at Moist now. It's Skirt trying to push their way through, hearing those shots and wanting to see if they could follow up with it. Nine lives now down to two, trying to keep themselves alive here. Gonna blast out the door there for just a moment more as Laser is in the midst of being stuck on the revive. Scurry fully eliminated as Dynasty able to find a bit of the dance back into the house of health here. Phoenix Legacy, or my apologies, a Phoenix kit available on the other side for some recovery. Checking back in on what was going on with TSM and DSG. Looks like TSM have backed off here just a little bit. Still kind of going back and forth with that poke damage, but haven't fully decided if they want to push towards DSG or opt out of it and ramp back around the this other choke where a couple teams have also made their way through but TSM, like you said, they know they've got a straight up 3v3 right now. Otherwise, somebody would have intervened by now. And this might be a fight they're willing to take. This is so difficult for TSM to cross this open gap, but they have finally been able to shore it up even slightly. And that's going to be the wall from the other side. Make it two to give them what I actually believe would be a good amount of cover to get into the action. But how brought down in the middle of a gravity lift into 2v3. Oh, the 30-30 putting in work for enemy there. It's now DSG are going to try and make that push and see if they can clean this up. Verhol so does not want to make it easy on DSG. Doing a good job, at least taking down Designful. They're starting to get low, but TSM are doing a fantastic job playing this defensively. Eventually just down to reps, trying to see what he can do with the Volt here. DSG trying to clean this one up. Fantastic Ooh. smoke. Keeping reps alive right now. Zephyr, he almost closed that one out. It's just too difficult to get behind the double knocks. And in this moment of weakness for both of these rosters, what could have been an incredibly clean fight in position is instead leapt upon by the likes of Moist here. A perfectly timed third party that should set them up amazingly for this end game circle. As if, I mean, you'll take a look at it. We are heading to the outside checkpoint. Nobody gets to survive. Nobody thought this was gonna happen, but Moist, like you just said, look how beautiful their position is. Now nobody can wrap around from behind that mountain that's right behind them. They've got some cover that they can work with and they'll be on a slow-ish side of the zone so that they can just kind of sit there and wait for everybody else to take each other out as they have to make their rotations in. 
Well, for native and crew, everyone knows now in the interior, it's going to be a do-or-die rotation ahead, so you might as well pick up the KP while you can. For native, down claim, but still have the safety of a potential conduit for the upset in a 2v3. Uh, from behind, taking shots in, and as a result, will be dropped out in 11th, with now Evolution potentially looking on the other side. It's all going to come down to which teams start making their moves early here, trying to solidify a little bit of space. So many of them had set up in the buildings that it's going to be tough. Like you said, Evolution going through right now. They actually are holding this choke pretty well. They've managed to clear out the space around them, and they know anyone that wants to get to the zone that tried to set up in checkpoints going to have to rotate past them, and they might be able to do a little bit of gatekeeping here. Meanwhile, LG's are struggling to get out of the rest of these teams. Stuck above with Sweet down below. Furia from behind is never the team you want to be taking damage from. Meat also likely to drop just as quickly right and from Luminosity. This evac's got to come in clutch to keep this team going. They definitely don't get out naturally here, so they're going to be landing directly in the heat of these fights. That was definitely a difficult rotation, but LG drops straight down and off to go for this fight. So let's take a quick listen in and see how the rest of it plays out. No, 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 don't rush yet, don't rush yet, don't rush I'm playing, I'm rushing, I'm rushing. Right, I'm, I'm playing on the side of the wall. No Q, no Q. In the zone, in the zone, dead, dead, dead. No Q, no Q. just show player. Phoenixing, Phoenixing, Phoenixing. Player, hold, hold, hold. No Q. Dark, dark, dark. I'm on me, really good, really good, really good, really good. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm batting, dude! Northwest, the suite on your side, northwest! They're fighting on your side! I'm here, I'm with you! I'm with you, I'm with you! I'm with you guys! Hey, one, 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 one! Nice! One was over here, I think under, under, under! Res, res, me, res, me, res! Okay, I'm looking for the third. I'm ready. You res, you res, I'm swapping you. I have a swap, we're fine, we're fine. No one nears, no one nears. He's running, he's running, he's running. Bob and a Phoenix, Bob and a Phoenix. There's gonna, might be a team above us though, guys. Yeah, I'm looking. I need ammo. I need ammo. You're good. I'm yeah, I think they are. I think they are. I think they are right okay, here, guys. Good. Take this ult. Yeah, we're good. Take. Need popping ult excel. Popping ult excel. I'm dropping ult excel. Do you need conduit ult for that corner right now? You need conduit ult. You shoot your conduit ult there and we kill them. They cannot cross, okay? We need a conduit ult above us. Yes. Do you want me to jump up and conduit ult them? I'm looking. I'm looking. Yes, yes, yes. You need a conduit ult. Ten percent. Under everyone. Keep holding, keep holding, 10%, 10%. Get wall, player, we can win this game. We can win this have game. Have wall, have wall. We, we need to call the place and then back up yeah. and hold the Kramer, 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 Kramer. Okay, okay, okay. I'm dropping wing here, Funk. Grab the wingman, please. I need the wing. They're taking wing out of this body. Okay, okay, yeah, you're right. We just walk in. We just walk in here, okay? Do you have a digi? Yes, I have a digi. I have a digi. I need an extra one if you see one. It should be in the box. It should be in the box. I have a digi, I have a digi, I have a digi. I have one, I have one, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You guys are good. Keep your digi. Okay, I'm popping him. I'm popping from a sky nade above to damage and more. Luminosity survive a double pinch here. Exit now landing out just ahead of him, finding damage where the can of crack foul with Koifel on the other side, laying in with the 30-30 will eliminate them. Essentially caught with their pants down. I will say it doesn't get much better for Xset. Keon on the other side, making this actually what looks like just a direct 1v1 here as that zone, well, it's gonna be doing most of the damage. Wondering if Kiyama's was going to try and do anything with his wrath status to see if he could maybe clean this up, make it more difficult than it needs to be. It's exactly what he does. Clearing out Exit, now having this entire side of the zone to himself. So that means we're really just focusing on Moist and dropping gaming to balance out and see if 
key, I can play spoiler for any of it. Oh, well, for Moist already, double knocks found with, well, I'll tell you what, the energy barricade doing most of the work from a cleanup on TSM and design to now a 1v3. That's a victory lap for Moist. Throw down two interceptor pylons. Do you get double the arc stars then? I don't know if you get double the arc stars, but you don't get quite as much heals. Even still, it is it is a disgusting setup for them that we'll have to wait and see as these teams will, of course, be taking advantage. And I'll tell you what, the scrims themselves will be probably the most entertaining that we've gotten to see. For now, though, Oxygen. This is some of the best loot they've started off with, but not a direct fight in comparison to the last or first time. It's really tough because at the top of the show, we were talking about how Oxen just bounced back off of a match day win, returning home to Barometer on Stormpoint. Now, granted, they're finding themselves in a little bit of a similar situation here that they found themselves back on match day two in A and C, despite still having Barometer. This contest, though, which has been very hit or miss and kind of all over the place because it's not really a direct contest they're not really no. vying for the same position they just it's whoever gets center of this circle here in barometer the next person takes high ground and typically from there they'll split off yeah I mean, it, it is a i hesitate to say contest at this point anymore instead these two teams are basically sharing this poi which in the end is objectively making them both weaker and this is when we start to see teams make that decision where they say you know what, for the future, this is something that we're just going to have to adapt to and change because it was in our last matchup of both A and C where, respectively, they finished 14th and 15th as neither of them were able to get, I mean, good things running on Stormpoint. Dropping gaming, making their rotation towards that mid-map just south of Cascades. They got to get through first, but it looks like another team has hit an evac tower through rotation native makes their way on that approach which granted you think about their rotation they start in Cito, so we're just hopping on over towards cascades where exit curious where they've positioned themselves accordingly because you don't see them ah just north of cascades not a far rotation for them either well i'm starting to see a little too many teams here in cascades which is starting to allude to what might be the setup for our zone Exet's cool on the other side, already finding some of those initial knocks on to drop in gaming. Stunning as they just took to the evacs above, and with that at least landing, should be able to get the revive here with this coverage. Yeah. It does come through, and a Phoenix kit to join them. Jayon. All of them forced to pop the phoenix kids but with so many teams moving into cascades it's going to be really hard for one team to leave their building and make a full send push elsewhere lg really putting the pressure on to oversleepers and moist here taking on a little bit of split gaming gladiators now we've seen moist on the edge the last two games here and it was last time around where it truly benefit them as they avoided being in the heat of action and checkpoint forcing them to play on the outskirts which in the end ended up being where these squads wanted to be as a result with first knocks on to dno and potentially more they do have to be respectful of gaming but with the hard pull towards cascades it is the perfect opportunity for teams to keep moving in I do like GKS's and LG's position more than anything. Could be one of those zones that we see finished out towards the no name of our zipline buildings of the north there. 
It is really interesting because we did get a lot of northern zones on this last match day all around the wall and even one that ended very similarly to where LG has positioned themselves and Exit had played from the building just north of them a little bit closer to where GKS is to say the least and it didn't really bode well for them so I like where Exit has positioned themselves. The issue is if it does pull up more towards where Luminosity is they're going to have all of the congestion from Cascades and such to deal with. Well, hopefully these teams are taking their allergy medication. I am. That's for sure. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking water. I'm taking allergy medicine and I'm watching. If you should hit that's that the Evac Tower. That's the power of Apex Legends, folks. We get, we get our... Uh, our health in order here in free evolution they've got to get their position in order Vudo forced to drop down and Yaz caught out as a result Sentinels are very happy with the gift that has been delivered of Prowler and RK then Zan I mean how, how can you lose it you don't you let the auto Prowler absolutely do work now with the numbers in their advantage we just start putting the pressure on the remaining team members Well, back to building at least for now, but I mean, that's the threat. That's that's job done. You know, that's 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 you know, you make a single statement, you say stay out of our territory, okay? And then Sentinels, they're on their way to victory. Are you a mob boss, Zephyr? What are we what are we doing here? I you know what? We it's not a far reach for a guy like me. <laughs> what can't you do? You hit him with a howdy howdy. Swim. You're, you know, a lot of, oh, okay, fair enough. Swimming, that's fine. As long as you can cast Apex, I, I'm, I'm loving it at this point. But Sentinels, they pick up another one. Just consistently whittling down, you leaving Eurice, the last member standing for Evolution. And I think Sentinels are proud and happy Ooh. with that. So they're going to go ahead and disengage. But for now, the routing has occurred. Furia, his Watson, really wanting a second place overall on the board. And well, if they've got a rat on Luminosity to make it happen and take their position, I think we've seen this before, specifically with Disguise and DNO. One mad swing here with Funked and Sweet on the ready of edge. Something that Furia are unable to capitalize on, at least for now. Double Dark fails down, make it impossible to push out of this, but it was an attempt. It was something, that is for sure. Now, Furia, back to the drawing board inside of Command Center. Now that Luminosity knows they're there, Sweet has probably conjured up at least 500 different scenarios of how they're going to take down Furia. The, I, I like, I can think of just the brain memes with the, the calculations appearing over his heads as uh, Furia themselves are the threat upon their back. And the crazy thing is, they're actually a better set of resources and sustainability to potentially make something happen here. It's just that they don't have uh, the full cooldowns anymore. So a bit of a shame, but ultimately in the end, contesting for the opposite side here, where you kind of get in towards that waterfall height, it, I mean, that's just as good, right? If they can go into a fight, which is a lot more easy to access, should be able to find similar success. I will say they don't get the eliminations onto Luminosity, but what they do get is that next zone information. And if you have ring three, 
and you know where you need to go, which is exactly what they're looking for. And you're kind of getting that inkling on their mini-map as Madness just finds the perfect spot for this evac tower and coupled alongside the grav lift to get them up over halfway to make that less susceptible to getting shot at. So let's keep an eye wow. on where they're going for. Playing down here at the bottom of this lift, which means the zone is not pulling towards oh. command center. Back down low even in comparison to what we are used to potentially back towards that river there which i know for a fact there's multiple teams that aren't going to be prepared for a rotation like that for oversleepers mirroring what we just saw out of Furia, maybe potentially not towards the exit but down south we'll have to wait and see this is a roster that has started today i'll say hotter than usual but at least for right now hasn't eclipsed the points that we've seen previously they need to continue to put it up on the board very true they need to bounce back after a non-preferential game two but gg here with the new org buff and a wingman trying to fight a little bit further north multiple teams on the horizon and dno gaming just ahead of them 10 seconds on radiant transfer here as they're sticking natural heels that be this is not a terrible position for gaming buyers, especially if no okay. one's going to come from the south side. Narkstar and a couple of other ordinances, though, might force them to make a move. It's a really good shout because are they watching their back? Woo! The frag comes through. It does the damage. It finds true. But a radiant transfer was there waiting to be able to get them back to full form, and they've already hit the shield bat accordingly. But as you see, DNO from the other side do you have a pylon available smokes down and digi in hand for nano i mean there's only so many options you can really work with but for nine lives oh, oh now now on the back end here one bad take a couple of good shots poised out there could be their end Lee with great response drop that down As we get a good look at the map before we go back towards that DNO GG engagement, Nine Lies do hit the rotation out. They do not want to push through that tunnel, but the hard pull comes through and Exet have situated themselves quite nicely for this Cascade Falls ending. Well, we, I mean, we're back down south, up north, to, into Cascades now, to the buildings themselves. So far, squads still playing out from the height. I guess this ends up working whether they like it or not. Gaming Gladiators, as a result, are actually allowed to make the exit from the Jurassic Park choke. And for, well, lies behind the back of them here. See if they might be coming over or potentially a bit later. Even Gaming Gladiators, though, isn't that interested about actually crossing the distance given how open this can be so just waiting things out we do have plenty of time the team has hit the high ground it could be a multitude of teams looking for those evac tower rotations nine lies being one of them settling just underneath oxygen esports oxygen who desperately need eliminations and a turnaround performance here in map number three double purple on gold i mean this is i mean especially in comparison to nine lies below them i mean this is your opportunity to make something happen it is sadly information that they don't entirely have here but does it get much easier for nine lives to do something about this i mean think about their rotation ahead 
lot of teams are going to have tough rotations ahead, specifically Moist and Legacy, who come from that southern side of Stormpoint. But they're still trying to make their way. Waltzy up just ahead, scouting for information above on the pineapple. But for Legacy, making that approach straight into where Furia has positioned oh. themselves. Yanya decimated Keon within one HP and a dream. Yaguarez and Niazul definitely need to clutch this up. Big moves in from the other side with Madness will be the access point for the start of damage on our last two here. A black hole thrown into the interior with some arc stars to make a bit of the boot, but Watson will be the one to lay in the real damage that counts. And still, oh, external pressure out here from DNO is going to turn the tides of this fight. Yaguarez and Keon, a massive 1v1, and the swing comes through, and Legacy, they're able to eliminate Furia. Let's jump on board with Furia to hear what their next plans are for this third party. Dead. No, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Turn around. Look behind us. Yeah, I'm doing the same. Okay. Nice, good shit. Yeah, look. I just saw. Do we look for that as yes, well? Yes, 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 yes. Well, if there's one thing I learned, Zephyr, is that the vibes are high there for Moist Esports as they grab the lone standing member of Legacy. But for the north side of Cascade, over here by the waterfall, things are looking dire, specifically for meat lovers who have found themselves by that waterfall. Oh but touching gosh. back onto Moist, well, goodbye, Waltzy. No closer to their end for TSM. A 3v3, one that we look for in terms of success, is stunted just a bit. Shot out from afar. Reps will have to slow the pace of things to stick a bat in the midst of the smoke and will be able to finish off Meat Lovers in the end. But we know for a fact, Luminosity from across and what is 30 seconds till zone push means for TSM. They don't make it much further here. They're just caught out by so many 30-30s. The entire kill feed lights up from the hands of Oversleepers, from Luminosity, and even Xset still going through. But for LG, who have maintained that position from TSM, will now be faced with a heck of a rotation of their own down towards the south, further into Cascades. We got a sneak peek of where it is pulling from that kind of picture in picture. And Exit will have just a sh little bit of their building in that next zone. So fingers crossed for them on that end game because they need it. Oh. Disguised, another roster that has to make, albeit a different but similar issue in terms of a rotation up through. Well, actually, no. Surprisingly, out far enough towards the Northwest, Disguised are already in. They actually have a bit of cover that should allow them to sustain longer. LG, though, they'll take it to the Oversleepers. You're not wrong. Start throwing out all the damage. Digi threats a muck to keep them alive. Funk doesn't even need one. He's just shooting and it's working. But can he get the last little bit of damage onto that player? No, they do not. GKS falls and blinks her. Actually opens the door towards Oversleepers, oh. eliminating Vaudery, and the swing comes through. But it doesn't manifest because they're a bush now, Zephyr. They're bushes. They've taken root here, like some of our other great teams on Stormpoint, and will, I bet you, surprisingly survive longer than some will expect, as Luminosity now has new foes to deal with in an attention span that is quickly directed elsewhere. And quickly, with a 30-30, finding big moves. 
very respectable here. Sweet and funk. The swing comes through and straight on to oversleepers. Oh. And just like that, they are eliminated. Beautiful timing on the radiant transfer to hit the reset and prioritize the slow healing. But the issue is it's moist on the outskirts with a direct line of sight onto Luminosity, one of their biggest threats, but they're still able to anchor down into that next zone here. They've already shot out the piercing spikes to try and fend off any pressure from that northern side. This is really good for Luminosity. If they continue to pressure out uh, the remnants of Moist in this final circle and push them more directly into the fights against Native Oxygen and those who set themselves up directly in Climatizer, this could be the win that they have been searching for. Disguised, finally up from the low ground and a major split between this team. Doesn't at least currently result in any knocks, but looks, well, a bit nasty. Is definitely nasty and i think back to their match day two it was in game five where they had their 20 elimination game for luminosity but who knows they could see success early on for disguise who looked like that final boss after map number one they're already racking up the eliminations into the top 10 sitting on four so keep your eyes on designful oh moist Eliminated by Native as this guy's take to the height here. Big drop in fadeaway shots. At least find one. Timmy stuck on the outskirts will at least eliminate Crust as they'll be sending them home with exit. Looking for escapes potentially. Well, not outside, but at least into the corner. This is going to allow, well, Disguise to reset. This is what's tough. They lost their horizon. They don't have the grav lift to get up towards enemy, but we do see the evac tower come through. Is that going to be Timmy's ploy to try to get to high ground? This is just crazy here. It's not much of a high ground. It's just a whole lot of sight lines that need, need to find safety from Luminosity. Really? Let's string it in where it hurts here. Sweet though. Boys to keep that pressure in line, allowing them to drop forward or even exit to walk out and contest for high ground positioning at the wrong time. Might be a slip up that comes back to bite them. They have some birds perched on their roof and now exit has taken towards the bottom. Timmy oh trying to make that early rotation get out of head of the team beneath them. Albeit we know it's exit. You can even hear the audio cues of a res nearby coming through and Dim Timmy on the rooftop gets sought out by multiple teams. Even luminosity across the way. Funk picks up that knock. I'm honestly shocked to see that deep of a rotation into, I mean, what could have been assuredly height that was held here. Exet going to be one of the first squads to extend their utility for a successful move here. It's a little early in terms of final zones, and actually, it completely seals off this fight between them and Luminosity. This is tough, right? Exet, the sleeping giant, going up against the powerhouse of Luminosity. Fun falls incredibly low, and Nock has to hit the shield bat, so Koifel has to do enough damage, and Koifel goes big, taking down Luminosity. It's a big win for them, and they sustain on height here, but they'll lose out one on the revive, which could lead to a full send from any one of these teams. Sitting in Cascade, but Oxygen, they can't quite make that move, knowing they've still got to deal with a squad from below. Exet's cover, though, is ticking. It is a dime bomb here. Not much to truly sustain with as evacs are down. Three bullets left on the wingman, two. One, we're going into the final zone with only one weapon here. 
But as we seek to go forward, we're inching our way closer. We've seen Oxygen make plays with evac towers in the end zone. Koi, just down there below. We've seen the early rotation come through. We've got a bangle, Ooh. and Koi is last standing as a solo. So influential here, able to find the drop and first knock onto Oxygen. Okay. Puts a gravity lift on the exit as that finally comes out. Finally, Oblivion are allowed to leave, but they might have just decided that game for everybody. They fall, and now Oblivion taking on the duo of Oxygen Esports. Radiant transfer to go down, and they drop. Oh. They need a big win here, and Aiden goes massive. Now we turn the tides towards Reeds. The dance of the knockdowns comes through. We just need to connect. We're hitting for flesh. Koifel preventing Oblivion from making any kind of impacts and then taking advantage of early drops from Oxygen puts them down as a duo. A quick cleanup on Rambo from Oblivion as they finally walk out, and it is still a 3v2 there in the end, as close as it was. If Koifel doesn't take out one of those members of Oxygen, you have to think about the player advantage going towards that end for the final fight on Oblivion, and it could have changed the trajectory for that win. Regardless, Oblivion, congratulations to them for getting that massive victory, and congratulations to Koifel for stepping up for that exit squad. I, I, I was like, at one point in time, we were like, that wingman was going crazy from the hands of Oxygen. Of course, Koifel's last standing and still able to snake his way down into Cascades. Congratulations. I mean, dude, massive game. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, it's still incredible in its Flowers. full right. And it's going to give Exet potentially the resurgence alongside every one of our sleeping giants who have gotten to shine today in more ways than one. Of course, Legacy making big names for themselves with their wins right off the back, but even Exet from what was taking Luminosity off in the first game to now even more directly, no cheese, no drop of an evac, just mano e mano, 3v3 here in a lone dark fail to cover the action. Come out on top. It is a resurgence for a roster that as i mean i can't i can't say it more than enough it's expectations 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 expect the unexpected we gotta hear your thoughts our teams came to play today we are not seeing the same level of point sponges that we saw to me because everybody is just having these moments where they're slaying out and were you guys making those expect the unexpected from exit type puns like was that on purpose is that a thing no nah. No, I was just thinking back to uh, Rain Day and Dia, 100%. Okay, <laughs> just checking. Either way, it sounded fantastic. All right, but post-match three obviously means it's time for us to do a little bit of a halftime show, which means we get to bring another one of our amazing guests to come on, chat with us. This time around, from Complexity, we have Kimchi. I am so excited to get him on in here. Welcome with, with the cowboy drip. I'm not mad. How are you? I'm doing great. These games have been insane, to say the least. It looks like everyone else is on board, too. It's been wild from EMEA to this. It's literally got me on the edge of my seat. Right? Fantastic, fantastic performances so far. And we've been asking everybody this question. So, you know, third time's a charm. We have to ask you as well. We want to get your thoughts on Season 20. Obviously, there's a lot coming to the game with this next season it's going to change a lot so i want to know if you maybe have any predictions or ideas on how you think it might uh affect the competitive meta um i think it's going to be great 
Uh, I've always been a huge fan of when metas get shifted around because that's where it kind of shows like a lot of the times you see teams that dominate in a certain meta and then the meta shifts and we see those teams start to struggle to like make the adjustments or whatever that might be. Um, and I think that's a, a big factor in what makes the team strong is how quickly can they adapt to changes in meta, whether that be gun meta or legend meta, or in this case, we got even perks coming in, which is going to be awesome. So um, I, I think we can see, I still think that a lot of the teams that are at the top will continue to stay there at the top. They'll continue to perform well and they'll just continue to build upon what they've already uh, accomplished thus far. But I think there are some other teams that maybe are just kind of in the middle of the pack right now that might, they might pull something out or the change in meta might really favor their play style. I mean, those are all good shouts, honestly. And I'm starting to think about it as I look through, you know, Kimchi. Let's talk about this because you coached complexity at the land, right? And now you're stepping into the roster, playing alongside them. Now, talk me through a little bit of that because you guys have had really consistent performances, even with that second place finish on match day three. Was there something that changed in this roster or how has it been kind of working with the team? It's been great. Um, I would say that it's it's a little bit difficult because in a way this is just a completely brand new roster mon and i definitely have that chemistry because i did coach him um and so a lot of the times we're on the same page about what we want to do and how we want to accomplish certain things or rotates or fights um and then lou as you know all the way back to the fly quest days you know with with zach lou and mon with the you know i'm sure everyone knows the funny fly <laughs> fly quest clip of uh <laughs> of them underneath what what is now currently siphon but um it's been great uh, i had you know i had i have really high hopes and right now everything is is falling into place I, I knew that mon and i would be able to figure it out and i had a strong feeling that that uh rapport that or the chemistry that mon and lou have would come back pretty quickly and i i think it, it's shown um especially leading up we didn't have a lot of time i i'd say that time was not on our side so we had to quickly just kind of hit the lab and work really hard in scrims. And at the start, our scrim uh, results were not the greatest, but leading up to Pro League, we only did better. Each scrim day, we improved and we improved and improved. We identified mistakes and shortcomings, and we worked quickly to fix those. Um, and then we had our first game day, not the greatest. We had things that we still had to work out, and Pro League is not necessarily where we want to be learning. We want to be learning in our scrims and then you know, show up on game day. But then we figured it out, brought it back for our second game day. Uh, and then unfortunately game or match match day three wasn't wasn't our best, but I also had to 40 minutes before, you know, game start. I had to pack all my stuff up. Call I called actually three different friends. Two of them weren't available and actually one of them also didn't have power. And I just kind of shoved myself into the car, called my friend. He <laughs> I actually pulled him out of a union meeting apparently. And uh, <laughs> raced over to his house, set my stuff up, and then just started gaming. Uh, and during the whole time, the, the lights were flickering. And I thought I was about to lose power there, too. And it's crazy, because then you went on to win immediately after all of that setup, which is, it, that's a story in itself, Kim Chi. So a uh, big congratulations to you there, of course, on Complexity's performance. And between the comms, of course, and this improvement, it has easily become one of my favorite rosters to watch. X-Set starting to, you know, bring it back. So um, 
it, it's really exciting right now. I think these games aren't necessarily going the way that most people think, but that's what makes it fun, right? It's boring if you just kind of know how it's going to end. All right. Well, Kimchi, it's been absolutely lovely having you on to chat with us. You're about to take all of our jobs. You crushed that. So thank you for joining. <laughs> it was an absolute blast. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And then, uh, you know, gotta I gotta rep the Aurora jersey for my my good friend Nine Impulse. Or if you can see the see the back. So mm -hmm. you know, hopefully, oh, see it. someone can take that that Aurora energy and bring us some solid games. Because I know I had a blast watching the boys uh, tear up EMEA earlier today. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you again, Kimchi. We'll be seeing you soon in your next play day. See you later. Thank you. The hat tip oh. and everything. Oh. What what a gentleman. Oh, what a gentleman. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we could probably talk about it forever, but we have to continue on with the show because it's not just the ALGS that has been running these last few weeks. Obviously, we started our challenger circuit as well. First one is done and dusted, and we have a winner for challenger circuit number one. Down through tree will be that plane line. We're keeping our eyes on those contests to see if we get any of these early game engagements. And as I say that, it looks like that's exactly what's happening. A okay. and Akimbo trying to do what he can here. You've got Blinks are off in the distance, and this is a little bit of a tough position to find themselves in now. Landslide looking like it is skirts. I was gonna say, you know, Akimbo did so much opening damage and Arcology grabs the gold shield alongside Blinkser and just dips. They're not running the conduit for this contest. They immediately just disengage with no hopes to being able to craft. They hit the scan to see, are we being chased? And while the answer is no, and knowing how strongly Oblivion has performed on the day, currently sitting in five as we head over to our final three matches, the last thing they want to do is throw this game. Absolutely. They've gotten themselves on a little bit of a snowball situation here. So they're going to play this one a little bit safer, smarter, and not force anything that they don't have to. Now checking in on a couple different places. This is what we wanted to see what was going to happen down there in stacks. But it also looks like DNO has moved towards potential area they obviously land in dome they're on the edge right now might be looking towards moist seeing what they've got over there because if i'm not mistaken that was nine lives we had seen before we jumped on over to everybody over at dome and stacks and they weren't where they are initially were going to drop Nine Lives is over there all the way at Mirage Atois, just south of lava fissure but with the inkling of where that zone will be heading in the intersection at the bottom of tree Ooh. gives furia hope for the future, as well as disguise priority aware this will be pulling to play from a preferential spot. That's actually huge for Moist. Now they have that whole POI, Big Mod and Stacks to themselves. And they've got a great spot to rotate into the zone from where their drop is, but also opens up Nine Lies a little bit. We'll have to see if they run into anybody on their rotations as we're now taking a little bit of a top-down look on Sentinels. Drop in gaming. Now we're on with gaming gladiators as they are trying to make an early push in and finding themselves coming across some squads along the way. 
looks like they were trying to potentially get over to the buildings just north of Thermal, but they're definitely putting pressure down to the teams and for Luminosity dropping down on their loot path towards Mirage Atois, already getting that knock onto a woke and still cleaning up further. There goes Laser, there's the Thirst on to them and just really leveling up those evos but luminosity just turned on the burners when it came to world's edge on this prior groups a and c matchup and it looks like they're already starting out strong lg want to make sure they get all this extra loot for themselves they didn't want to have to share that with nine lies who are able to at least escape with their tail between their legs a little bit there to see if they can maybe survive and get some points on the board as that rat's taking a look at skirt starting to make their rotation through here couple shots in the air cracking those shields furia though very close and want to push this if they can if that's where you're gonna land and take a chunk of damage you can see phoenix kits being popped shield bats as well curious to see what furia does towards the invaders of their space but back on over to tree looks like legacy still looting up here they could even seek to craft a bit for the teams that are still making their way out of launch site through the air they come nothing's connecting here but still hey we do get it it does happen as long as you are persistent, all things are possible. And that's on a DNO because that was a Valk. <laughs> all right, well, now we're checking in with DNO, seeing how they want to handle this. Only a little bit of damage that they had to have already healed back up and find themselves a little bit of a comfortable position here. They'll be on the nice slow side of this zone as it continues to shrink down for them so they should be able to hold up here for a little bit and maybe get those shields evoed up just a tad while everyone else is trying to find a safe rotational path to at least get within this next zone hey, look it's not a bad position that building is where the zone essentially intersects on that southern side so the opportunity of that zone to pull towards that building will be quite high so dno playing that watson valk bangalore man that's a interesting legend composition and you think towards season 20 maybe they're prepping for the perks to come through and luminosity hitting their rotation just a little bit further south they're playing the area just above that tunnel where we last saw drop in gaming positioning themselves in Ooh. just looking for information at this point kind of Trying to drum up where they want to head next. You know, if, it, if LG can eke out some kills here, they will try and continue adding to their already high KP tally. Now checking in with Exit. A team that has really started to pick it up today. It's why we talked about them as one of our sleeping giants at the top of show alongside Legacy and Sentinels. Exit, though have taken on LG twice today and found success both times. You can see how far away from the zone they are, so they've got a little bit of a long road ahead of them and they are pinched between two squads, but with the way they've been playing, ideally they should be able to handle business. Oh, this is tough. 
Look, even though they intersected, it pulled south, yes, but just a little bit ahead of the building that DNO positioned themselves in. So we need to keep an eye on that because they do have to play forward throughout the next zone. But for Disguised, who typically, when they see thermal station zones, they'll play that center spire, they're going to have to rotate a little bit further east as well. But for Game and Gladiators, who have set up shop inside one of the buildings just kind of towards that ending that we had witnessed from match day two. That will be more akin to them. Luminosity though, now that I think about it, this might be another banger World's Edge map. They got 20 eliminations on that end yep. game that occurred over there. So as long as you just hand sweet a wingman, just let him fly. That's what I'm saying. The slaying ability that we know that is on LG could set themselves up very nicely for success. We're seeing a couple teams really starting to lock down their position. OXG happy in those buildings, still checking in with Exit's rotation. Definitely wanting to make their way through landside as quickly as possible and try and get a little bit closer to that zone as they are one of the last teams the farthest away right now to try and get them get themselves safe. But the pro is that they don't have to worry about them, anyone coming from behind them and pinching them, but there is the potential for lots of gatekeeping depending which route they decide to take here. Moist though, we saw them for a moment doing a little bit of poke towards TSM as they were making their rotation along the southern edge, now trying to find a spot in the zone near DNO, near Legacy, and they might find themselves in a little bit of a rough fight here. Good timing there for that Radiant transfer to keep the teammates alive, but we've expended a lot of resources here. A dark veil, a bang ult, and even some smokes, but Legacy do decide to not push into where Moist is. And I respect that. We did get to see Exet on their rotation through Landslide right before we cut away. They were grabbing that survey beacon information, but with so many teams scattered across tree, even on the outskirts of Lava Siphon and Harvester, this will be tough for them to get a chunk of information. All right, well, we keep talking about them making this long rotation here. Let's take a quick listen in with Exit and see if they have a strategy planned. Down there. Okay, right. Can we balloon and play up there? I might get like turbo focused on the balloon. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I think I hear fighting on like the harvester side. 126 white on this guy. Can we look for crack house? Can we look for crack house? Move yeah. together? No. Wait for fun, wait for fun, he's healing. Yeah. Dude, it's staging as a white armor. Okay. Anything? Scan, 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 scan. Scanning. Maybe we can get this team killed in here. Yeah. We can hear just how indecisive they are right now, Tiff, not re really knowing which path they want to take for this exhortation. Try to see where the teams in front of them are so they can make it as quickly as possible. They tried to use a scan to get a little bit of information. Nobody was in that area to really hit it with, but they're going to have to make a push through here soon. It's really tough, right? Meanwhile, we lose out on oversleepers and meat lovers. TSM just clearing out the area on the outskirts of Lava Siphon, but I think that was a really solid call out. They were a little indecisive. That survey beacon scan is not going to give them enough information on where they need to go. Everyone is scattered. And at the end of the day, we are still going deeper into tree. 
So TSM are going to have that rotation through tunnel outside of Lava Siphon. Native are going to push right into that area. Xset want that survey beacon information that Harvester will behold. But at the end of the day, with everyone separated, who knows where to really go? Well, Moist do. You know, I feel like TSM look like they're going hunting right now. They have been trying to clear out all of Lava Siphon. As I say that, now they have native gaming in their sights. And I feel like this might be the moment where TSM want to try and recoup some of those missed points from the first three maps on Stormpoint. They, they look hungry. Look, they have to be. They came into this uh, with nothing to lose. But can we talk? about the legend composition here? That is new for me. We've got Caustic, we've got Raven is cooking in the kitchen right now. I've seen it on the timeline. The dude has skills and now I'm, not, I'm not even talking about just legend compositions here. I'm talking about actual food. Legend compositions besides Xset, they're finally making decisions. They're hitting the choke points. We're moving forward. We just have to keep on going. You know, this was a 50-50 shot for Xset. They had seen drop-in gaming in front of them in that uh, train tunnel. They decided to try and wrap through this choke instead. It looks like drop-in gaming have rotated back out, and now Xset's kind of back and forth trying to keep drop-in gaming off their back and anybody else at the front of this choke from pushing them all the way through so they can decide how to handle it. Now checking in with OXG, who are also finding themselves in this similar area, also trying to fight a lot of these teams away. As that's happening, Nine Lies goes out, LG goes out. People are starting to get cleared out of the way. And the next is going to be potentially drop-in gaming or evolution because Xset has them in their sights. But the majority of the damage is on behalf of Xset because they're getting pressured from a nearby Sentinels across the way. They just have this rocket, a few smokes, but no more smokes to be had. That cooldown will go into effect. We have no ult, no smokes, and we have a minute on the board to kind of get situated here. We've seen Xset run into Sentinels quite a few times so far throughout today, and it ends up being a rough back and forth every single time. Keeping our eyes still on Evolution, able to peek up and do a lot of damage. Also, other teams now focusing on Xset. I mean, this is a tough spot for them to be in. Yeah, it's Sentinels, man. From across the way, it sings. And we're losing out on more squads and Evolution now. Jumping back towards that low ground, a grab lift to get fun back into the mix and a gold knockdown for knock to be able to get fun back on their feet. Now, granted, you think back to this prior match day performance, A and C, Xset with 17th overall on the day. They're fourth now. We are talking about playoffs on the horizon and we need as many points as possible for them. They have to be able to get out ahead of Evolution. Now, this fight is going on for a long time as well. Like you said, you've got Sentinels off in the distance. TSM was somewhere in this area because they had pushed up on native gaming. So there is potential for lots of third parties. Are they going to try and go for that evac tower or get some type of verticality? We'll have to see how it plays out for Xa as we now look at gaming gladiators up against OXG. Aiden barely surviving. You see GG be able to stick that res in the process getting a little bit of a reset here but now this is what i was talking about tsm been waiting in the wings the whole time they're waiting in the wings and the rotation from x 
set comes through. Koifel first to go down, not the only one standing, about to leave and go back to the lobby, but not before Evolution falls in TSM. They are hunting. Disguise has fallen early on. Your second place squad, the entire leaderboard cracks open as Robin Gaming and Xset fall. TSM are about to farm and reps on the caustic. You gotta love it. Really, really solid patient gameplay okay. out of TSM. This is what we were looking for. Cracks coming through. Two now down on Sentinels, and they knew Sentinels is in that area. TSM clean them up, stick the res, get a reset, and now own this little area of the zone. It'll give them time to decide the next push. We'll have to see if anyone tries to third them, though. Knock them down and watch them fall. Native on the horizon as TSM seek to get the stabilization needed. Just on the horizon, Niazul looking for high ground above Hal, but still able to stay out of that line of sight. Eight eliminations thus far for TSM on their journey into the top eight. Gaming Gladiators fall and Verholst grabs an amazing angle onto Native Gaming. Starting to run a little bit low on the prowler there for Verhulst, but they've done a fantastic job of zoning everybody away from them. Able to restabilize, and now they kind of have the advantage here, at least if they decide to go up against Native. They do know that you've got Legacy in the area as well, so they have to be aware of that, but they try and make a little bit of a move here on Native. If they can clear them out, it'll really open up the north side of that zone for them and give them a little bit of freedom. And that's exactly what they're looking to do. They need to clear out Native because DNO has already set up inside of Truck alongside that Watson. They've fenced out the exterior. I'm sure they have a pylon just on the inside. But for GKS and Furia on that left side of your screen right now, playing just above each other, keep your eyes on to Moist as they push on to Legacy. A little bit of neighbors here on those contests that they had on prior match days. And they're performing exceptionally well now that they don't have it here. But for Jaguares and Yanya trying to climb up. And Yanya 5 HP. Waltzy trying to stay alive. The last one standing. Native falls to TSM. And Moist join them. Teams on the edge are dropping like flies. It'll be down to Furia and GKS on the western side to see which team owns that portion of the zone. Like you said, Dino, just sitting pretty in the truck while everybody else is fighting for their lives, trying to make it in to this top four situation. It'll be interesting to see who has to move first, who moves on Dino, what their choices are as this ring is just a minute away from closing in on everyone. Well, it looks like Naughty has a wingman and some high ground, but they are going to have to move in just 45 seconds. The question is, which way will they go as they dance around that Bangalore alt? And DNO just consistently throwing smokes that way. But TSM, they cleared out the space that they needed. And now we turn our sights over to the second place squad of Legacy just unearthing as many arc stars as they can onto Furia. They connect, but have no fear. Yanya still has four more. Those were beautiful, beautiful arc stars. Definitely pr proving to be a pain, a thorn in the side of Furia and GKS because they can't just focus on each other. They've got to worry about Legacy across the way who has some fantastic sight lines on them, all while DNO is just hanging out and watching it all go down. TSM also waiting in the wings, 
trying to see how they want to handle it it's down to anybody's game it's time to move in and the first fight looks like it's between furia and gks and they wall and immediately go left trying to get out of the line of sight of legacy who give them an open season and try to wrap around on them furia still alive but will be pushed on to gks tsm have set their sights on to dno gaming and playing for truck and furia barricades forward that initial knock on to naughty cleans up gks but now they have to deal with legacy who have essentially mirrored their positioning that was incredible. Legacy going for that fight of Fury opened up TSM to continue having this fight with DNO. It's taking a little bit longer than planned. Burholz is down, Rex is almost out. House last one alive, they're not able to make it work. DNO still holding that truck soundly, and now it's down to Legacy to see what they can do with it. And they're getting shield swaps. Yanya makes the push onto DNO, gets incredibly cut down quick. Senox opening the door for the squad. Yaguaris from above, a little bit of a rogue Watson. And Niazel brings it to that 2v2. We go inside with all the fences. Jaguaris finds another, and it's just a little bit of dupe left mm. on where they want to go, keeping people on their toes. And by people on their toes, I mean Sentinels. <laughs> well, we'll see if Sentinels can find some sort of response, as made mention regarding some of her sleeping giants from earlier. The only one that hasn't woken up just yet Kind of hitting the snooze here. You blame him. I love hitting the snooze, Zephyr. I set about six to ten alarms per day. So, no snooze for Zephyr. Why do you have six alarms then if you don't snooze? Um, to wake up. Okay, perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. And as we see, we're getting a beautiful look at where all of our squads have positioned themselves. Meat lovers in their home of Climatizer. They do have that ring console available should that work for them. Give your match five pick rates at the very top. 20 Bangalores across 20 squads for a 100% pick rate. And I start to think about the perk trees for season 20. Heal up. The healing. The healing and smoke. Zephyr, think of the resets as we get a good look at a luminosity-edged zone. I, I cannot begin to imagine. I Granted, it's not going to be a really intense heal. Like, you're not barely going to find yourself more than potentially a syringe or two, maybe at the end of it. But it's the difference, right? And for some squads, that's all they need here. Granted, though... Changes to the Digi next season make Bangalore, albeit, yes, a stronger defensive option, not as good aggressively. I was trying to think, where is Oblivion? Did they go Fragment instead of contesting at Landslide? Because now Skirt has already made their way into Countdown. That's right. I was about to say Skirt early rotation, surprisingly, here. Well, either way, uh, Oversleepers are going to be the ones to start action, even if it isn't near a POI and with an evac right in front of JP. Come on, take some, take some shots. No. Nah, they're not going to, but regardless, Oversleepers have put themselves in a position overall that's very far ahead of where they originally performed on this first group matchup. They were in oh! 20th place and currently sitting in 13, and you asked for him to take the shots and take the shots. He will. Vaudry with one down. That's going to cause the response to drop back here. A wasted evac, but Charmander stepping up to play with JP. Both are quickly eliminated. None other by chaotic much. It's actually scary when you start to think about it. 
The piercing spikes come through straight towards the jump tower. And Vaudery has to try and get out of there. Aww. But unfortunate for them, Chaotic goes for a massive team wipe onto them. After what could have been an explosive start from tracking the evac to even then the recovery with a sentinel in the sky. Oversleepers are out in 20th, which is a, a bit of a shame regarding their success. It's still overall is an improvement compared to previous days, but with one game left on the board, there's still the chance for so many of our lower ended teams to snatch that away. We were asking about Oblivion and our sights are set on, okay, Akimbo. We want to level up our Evo shields. I completely understand here using the triple take to the best of their abilities. We don't really get to see too much triple take gaming here. And when you've got our ecology on the longbow as well, you gotta have to farm up specifically because we lost our POIs. We were sitting on triple white and trying to find a home here in countdown with our neighboring teams such as Skirt. <laughs> We'll see what they can do here, especially with their zone catering more towards that lava fissure side. Countdown being the intermediary choice still isn't exactly where you want to be with most of those teams towards the northern end of that zone tending to choke things out. TSM opting for deeper rotations towards the southern side here. Do they cook again? Or, I mean, I'm assuming. We look at their... They can have any bit of the information that will be at staging. Staging has crafting, it has a ring console, it has a survey beacon, so let's get all of it. Because if Reps is back on Caustic, you have access to the ring console. If we've got the Bloodhound, you get the survey beacon, and crafting is everything that you need before you head up north towards that countdown area. You're just kind of hovering over meat lovers as they make their way through Fragment and onwards towards Monument. Ooh to the hunt visuals available as awans will take back up to height as well here second floor completely taken out and away from meat lovers underneath it is choking but ultimately they can always dip out and dodge whenever they feel like it they could but a, a nice smoke hmm. for the armor check will show blue and white no turbocharge on that Havoc, so we just kind of want to rev it up and see what happens. Nine lies on the bottom of the floor. Yes, they were able to kind of anchor off this doorway with that Arc Star early on, but I'd imagine that Meat Lovers are trying to kind of go silent before approaching onto it. Awope and Co. Deathballing together. We talk about the power of friendship, and this is exactly <laughs> what it is, but an incoming Bloodhound scan will give up the information. I mean, this, I know we're in zone one, so while, yes, spacing is available, it is a bizarre choice to extend this one out as long as it has gone on for either one of these teams. Granted, with little time on the board to put up points, a good fight, a good 3v3, a good 3kp, that can be the difference maker. If I'm reading this correctly, I don't think meat lovers have actually gotten any eliminations today the four points come from placement so they maybe are looking to take an early fight and an early fight indeed here for Woo! disguise as they open the door onto legacy getting that knock onto haguaras designful able to stay up with one hp and a dream but going back into the high ground here at thermal switching me he's doing it he's Bo doing the thing <laughs> i was to say bocek arc star uh, just barely trains that one away as we bop on over to meat lovers here. Seems like the fight had started behind a knockdown tech with just a sliver of health left. Ha 
last to make his way out. Quickly turning out and away here, but with Catalyst doors down, now he should be able to get out. This is just a really tough day here for meat lovers, and they look to kind of get out of there, like you said, disguised back up here. Enemy overlooking them. I love the drop down, looking to grab that ring information once they've realized that Legacy has just decided not to take this fight. But when you have so many Titans hanging around that area of zone, even TSM has dropped down south of staging after getting some information because they're looking to farm KP, which is exactly what they need to do. They went from 20th to 10th after map number four, but they still have some more climbing to do because just ahead of them, a 10 point gap is approximately third place. Whew. An insane jump potentially for this roster if they can find it as you tune back towards the zone we're going a little bit more further south than lava fisher notably towards the open area potentially where we see dno currently stationed we love to see those bridge finishes where teams contest for that low ground later on <gasps> for moist though they'll find tsm they are playing spoiler to tsm's redemption arc of match day number five and just like that, Hal joins Verholst on the ground. We're just looking for the lone member of reps, the caustic that was able to slow the push from Guild and allow him just a bit more safety, but straight into the line of fire from what is drop-in gaming. Now there's a lot of spots down in the fissure to hide things out and you might see rep survive here but this is not the place tsm want to be if they're looking for a points resurgence and we can't count them out game six always holds potential fruitful opportunities but especially with the compositional change getting reps and bear or my apologies getting howlin and verholz back into it is seemingly impossible look it's really tough to start talking about game six wins here when disguised is in the lobby got a hundred percent win weight rate for game number six so keep your eyes on them Meanwhile, we'll take a turn, check in with Native Gaming, currently 12th overall on the day and playing from the south side of Skyhook. They still have a bit of a rotation ahead of them and Moist have set their sights on their next victims of drop-in gaming. I, I like that, victims, because it really does feel like they have no choice in the matter of murder. Down is Crook, completely eliminated. Waltzy with the heels of a Radiant Transfer will keep the pressure of Moist alive, and they don't even, well, they don't even move very far here. Just below the behind the Dark Veil, this is gonna tick away shortly here. Meat Lovers has fallen. Tech was found out by Nine Lies. Waltzy taking his position at the top of the rock. You know, when we start to think about being on top of rocks, we think of MT with the Kraber on land, something that we want to see again. For now, we get a look at where that ring will be pulling towards the dead center outside of countdown outside of landslide Jeez. and here we go moist esports eviscerates drop in gaming they don't even make it look hard here a quick cleanup in the 2v3 with a horizon that puts them right back up to where they want to be when we talk about the rotation ahead here into the cart the open cart in this line they're going to have probably one of the most premier edges of zone to play from with most of our teams rotating out from the north from countdown and fissure as we 
start looking at some of our teams outside the zone that need to get back in nine lies just able to waltz it in but when you've got no. a team playing top tower well that's exactly what's gonna happen the dark veil does come through to try and bide some time to hit the res but it doesn't matter because claim rambo and co they are hungry for action claim with the initial pushes to drop through the dark veil leads to the end of nine lies well, they don't survive as Legacy themselves stuck in the same edges of zone is picked up by none other than Moist. Another set of KP to King. All right, so we tune in to Lava Fissure. A lot of these teams will have to hit that rotate, but they're not going to know it yet until that zone essentially pops up on their screen in about 19 seconds. But for Exet, who are currently sitting in fourth place, need to start fighting ahead. Now, you think of that gap. 18 points separates them from the top of the leaderboard, and Legacy has fallen early, which will essentially crack it open for teams like Moist Esports and Disguise to make a play for it. They've got time to spare, though, on the edge of Fissure, and decisions will be made later on for the likes of Native Gaming, though. Struggling here, they've got to come through and find a way against what looks to be Sentinels. Pillars and a gold knockdown shield, though. That's a, that's a strong response. We get Rambo back on their feet, but the issue is the full comes through. We have to see if we're going to be able to hit that res and go forward. But for GKS, they peek out, start putting some pressure towards native, but they get punished instead. Forcing out the radiant transfer and a few shield bats, which we just have a couple of them. For Evolution here in 19th place over and the remnants of Countdown going up against Skirt, who also need as many points as possible and an isolated 3v3 on their side. We just have to take this fight as quickly as possible. It's gonna be hard. Pylon in play with the Watson fence line makes it almost impossible, even if they are peeking out of the door for free. Evolution are gifted a free set of damage here with the unnatural, I mean, exchange. This is absurd. Skirt has fallen thanks to Evolution. Some well-needed KP elsewhere. Reps was found. TSM down. Furia playing from Mirage, which they're going to have a rotation ahead of them, and they do oh. immediately take the zip, but Madness has fallen. It's Timmy from afar with the Hemlock, but dives back down to hit a very quick reset with that gold knock. Will they be able to get them up in time? They do, and now with the ring at their back, Teams like Furia, Disguised, DNO are all going to be running into each other. But not even before that, Oxygen and Exit from the north. Furia with wall down is going to put them potentially in preferential positioning if they can be the sole team to contest this train line. I like the energy barricades, but Watson dives to the low ground and gets into the midst of Disguise. Whether it be an accident or a successful wipe here, it means we're down to one or two, my apologies, remaining here. Well, now one. 
You were just telling the future. It's True. okay. And even with the Radiant transfer to try and keep Watson alive on the low ground, it's just too little, too late. And Oxygen, who returned to their home on Barometer here on Stormpoint for World's Edge. They've got the Titans of Exit ahead of them. Teams that needed to awaken to try and keep their playoffs dream alive are doing just that. But off screen, Sentinels has fallen. Koi, though, 5 HP and a dream. At least not get some shields and is able to throw down some suppressive cover for them with fun a knockdown well needed the incoming frag grenade slaughter koi there's just only so much you can do at least a double knock picked up in the heat of disguised here but finding your way through those frags always a difficulty as we look towards the bridge dino struggling over on the edge of the fence line with the minor cover they have themselves gks on the complete outskirts here to the east after that an early fight there where they picked up three eliminations they just keep on grinding throughout for dno gaming even with going the distance and getting that second place on match number four they weren't able to really have too many eliminations alongside of it what they do though is clean out luminosity this is potentially the game Moist have been waiting for from big points already on the board to a gap of first. This might be their day. Disguise dropping to the low ground, though, is quick to meet their makers when it comes to DNO. They've laid stake and claim to the low ground here for a long winded time. And while they will find now 4KP, can they do it again against Gaiman? Oh, he goes down. And now one last standing. When DNO sends the missile swarm forward, we just run. We have to get into that next zone, but DNO will have an easy waltz straight into it. And speaking of waltzing, look where Waltzy from Moist is, just extending out, looking for KP, grav lifting towards the top with the nemesis, only the dark veil to cover those remaining squads over there. He's got to be a little careful here with DNO starting to heal up and at least crest what is the low ground height of that train line. MT and Guild keeping things safe. Gaiman though, native of course in GKS on the interior here. All minced meat at the hands of these energy weapons, bullets and more. We literally just tuned into DNO who had one elimination already up to seven and into the final four squads. GKS, native, DNO and Moist. And with Moist holding a large amount of space on this zone, they have to push forward. Let's jump into a listen in with Moist. 170 energy, and I've got 50 uh, light, okay? I hear you. This team's moving. They're going. They're pushing up a cabin again. They're fighting it. I'm looking with you. I'm looking angles. They have they to come out. They watch. It's two teams. Okay. One on the left, one on the right. We shoot them into. We have to shoot these guys into the other team. Where can we play after this, though? We just keep walking it up. We force these guys like back here. We need what about these guys? What do you think? I need to force them. On yeah, you might need to use your cardinal. These guys are starting to pick me. I'm staring these guys. They're in the caravan. Smoked. They're gonna run out soon. Running out. Weak. I might bang all them. I cracked them. I cracked them. I cracked them. I'm bang all I'm bang all Prying the team on the left. Nice. Let's them. Go left. Go left. Go left. Go left. Go left. Yes. 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 Up 60. They're picking. They're picking. I'm backing up. I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm getting wingman. I'm batting. I'm playing on guild. We, we can play time, play time, play time. I have to bat. No, no, no. I have to get out. I have to get out. I have to get out. I'm getting caught of it all down. 
I'm, I'm just, I'm literally just waiting, okay? I'm on the right, staring at me. I'm dead. You, I have a knockdown to play if you need to. Yeah, I got Conduit all down. Knock. Coming over. No, it's bad, it's bad. It's so bad. It is so. Bro, give me up, 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 give me up. We get a lot of information there, but their comms are crystal clear. But as we move into that end game, that dark veil will fall soon. And just like that, Moist have fallen. GKS, DNO Gaming, your last two teams, and Naughty trying to stay alive alongside Chaotic here. A beautiful knockdown shield to give them the advantage, but the damage plays into DNO's favor. From behind, finds first knock, switching over to the Prowler, isn't able in the end. As our teams take their patterns down to the path. The question is, where do our teams go? We've had a lot of teams popping around, and this time, well, Nine Lives, they have decided to drop into Countdown alongside Evolution. Shift out from the edge, but it does come with the delay of, well, Evolution taking held to the middle with some of those extra shielding in play and potentially weaponry as well. We'll see if they continue the onslaught and make the push towards the other end with Dynasty just finally regrouping with this roster after missing out on the opportunity to, well, I'll say capitalize. They immediately hit the crafter. Don't blame them. Want to get those shields leveled up as quickly as possible. When you start to encroach on evolution territory, you're denying them the ability to open up that center of countdown and get the shields. But Eurice and Voodoo, look, they are slowly, steadily walking over towards that Nine Lies squad. Yes, other side here for the double pincer tactic. Notably, there is no bridge available for the direct cross would be forced to drop on this rotation if necessary. And you can already see Yaz doing that to try and close this gap to give Evolution what they need in terms of kicking things off. Playing straight off the scan and a Thermite and Arcstar for the doors. But the boys have met back up, giving Yaz the Digi threat alongside the Bangalore smokes. But eight more seconds until we get another smoke forward. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, still looking for any angle they can throughout. But this is taking quite a bit of time. And I can only imagine another team's going to want a piece of this. We know Xset is nearby. Whether they get involved is only seconds away. Shots from the other side, though, as a Wope is the first to find Nox dashing out from the exterior angle, but is quickly picked up just as clean as that was from Xset. Here come the sleeping giants sitting on purple, gold, blue early on. They definitely have the armor advantage when it comes towards nine lies, and they are comfortable with everything they were able to pick up in Skyhook, even so much as so. Fun pops beast of the hunt, Love this. flies forward, lets it rip, and just completely hits for flesh. The follow-through from Koi sends Voodoo down to leave just one Eurice on the flyway here towards Landslide. And both, if not all of them, bloodlust curdling in the air, shots from afar, and the 2KP to reward themselves. Look, that's what they needed, right? Like, we start to think about where they were on that board, and they've got some points to get, and script writers have some scripts to write for TSM towards that Lava Siphon Zone as we will be heading that way.
This feels like one of those days, though, Tiff. Even with the scripts as glorious as they are, it has been a tough, and I really mean it, tough road for the TSM boys here. They've got themselves southern position, but this is looking to be one of those splits when we talk about the zone pull catering, maybe even a little bit further down towards where you see DNO, Legacy, and Moist. It is true, but on the prior match day performance, TSM did end out in that sixth place. But with NA having 12 slots for LAN, TSM have nestled themselves after three prior match days tied with Luminosity for second on the overall scoring. For teams that still need to work their way up, like Legacy sitting in 21st, a match day win would do so much for them. Well, we do know, though, that for Moist that have set themselves up well going into this final map, they sit just a 10 or so points ahead of second in a 20-plus difference between themselves, third, and fourth. If it, it ain't legacy, it is going to be almost what feels insurmountable for GKS or Disguised to do. And with where the zone was pulling that we just checked in with as we kind of look across the skies at all of our teams, Moist having big mod with a ring console. There's also a survey beacon over there. You can drop down to dome to either get crafting and more information before waltzing your way straight in through launch site. But a few teams meandering around GKS, positioning themselves on the further northern side of Lava Siphon and a little Charmander to go through alongside JP. Waiting for his evolution, potentially at some point. I will say, I don't think they'll find it in Geyser of all places. The slow rotate out from the west of that can be arguably just disgusting if they don't maybe opt for big mod. For Moist, I love this. Set upon what is crafting in Dome, they'll be able to walk their way into the south side of the zone where we think is ending with the best resource in sustainment of any other roster out there in the heat of, well, delivering a North American win. I like how I was talking about them being able to have access to so many beacons and information, but they are one of our teams that are running a comp where you can utilize neither. No information, just your fighting power. They don't need it. What are you talking nah. about? They're doing just fine. They find the enemy uh, it's in front of them. There's shots everywhere. That means there's a guy there. <laughs> Listen for the audio cues when we get that next zone pull and we pull deeper into mm. launch site. So Legacy have really solid positioning around that center zone. Luminosity finds themselves sandwiched between TSM and Legacy, which is a little tough for them. Teams like Oxygen kind of going for a negative rotation. I know Enemy was putting some pressure onto them a little bit early on. We'll have to keep an eye on them. Now, when we talk about this zone pull, I do look once again, as I'll say, towards DNO with that platform in play. Sometimes you get that split between the valley and the minor bit of height it provides. Another good place to note is as much as it is difficult with the amount of teams in Lava Siphon, playing that fence line towards the south, just outside of TSM's building, can also be great if you are the sole remaining team who comes out on top of the stack. We kind of keep checking in with our squads hitting their rotation. I do like disguised positioning here in tree. They did have access to a crafter 
There is a console there that you can deny. But any team taking towards the skies becomes open season as everyone just immediately positions up, meat lovers included. We really need a big game here for the boys, Tech Awans and Luxfordy. But Blinkster and Arcology, they do land. They're looking for a little bit of a reset here and Ooh. maybe more of a reset because oh. now look who's on the hunt. GKS after a standout performance in map number five, but they're not the only ones. Exet immediately move into Lava Siphon, break their door and take their position. I love this. I mean, this is perfect tactics in play here. And it will, it will be the end of Oblivion as we know it, but for GKS, they immediately find out they've lost everything and more. Now going to be having a contest or a fight back into the positions of play ahead here. And, and that kill feed, that's something we've been waiting to see. TSM, one of the first major eliminations of the day. Skirt here. They've cleared out a vital spot towards that next zone. Essentially the sister building to the building that Xset has set themselves in just on the southern side. A little bit more closer and in towards that next zone that we need. Checking back over towards Moist. Still trying to find their way out of that stacks dome area. Getting some information towards tunnel. Now, mind you, we just talked about it. They don't have a scan legend. They just got to use their brains and their aim. Honestly, I think just clearing out their back and, and making sure a team like Sentinels or what we just saw from Oversleepers on their now uh, opposite rotate is the smartest thing for Moist to do here, right? They put pressure down. They become that last remaining team out from the Southern Dome side. And then while yes, they will have to find their way into a successful fight towards the platform and more. I mean, it's better than being well among this, like meat lovers stuck on the low ground. We've learned from Star Wars that the low ground is not where you want to be. So we're working our way back up thanks to this zip here. And we just ambush on the res. I really do like the way this squad is approaching this between the zip, between the grand lift, throwing out a lot of ordnance, bringing in the ultimates, and A1 still holding on to that black hole. But back to the low ground they go. A1's cracked on the other side, sticking the start of the battery there is from the death building over towards the south. They take shots from native, and this is the reset oversleepers were looking for, but not quite the recipe or what should be some hopeful fight success. Zip lines in play, and now, I mean, that's, that is a, that's a screaming get up here move from Meat Lovers now. That's the sound of a Moby. Here we go. Awans with the grab lift towards the top. Doesn't commit the black hole just yet. We want to make sure it's the right time, and Meat Lovers, the shield regens come through. Tech with the hip fire on the Havoc. We're able to get the knock on to Vaudery. The full comes through in a shield swap for Tech. Fight's not done. Job's not over. Charmander has the low ground now and the dance begins. Needs to get out towards that next zone. Time is of the essence. But they're not done. Awan's putting on that pressure, trying to finish it off. 23 seconds on the board with Valley in play out in the open for so many of our teams. When we talk about this next zone, it doesn't get much better in terms of the official rotations. When we talk about this, guys are here. Sentinels in the perfect 
Perfect position to send the oversleepers home. They've been out and they've been waiting. Charmander just hit the firing squad of Sentinels, let's be real. And now they set their sights on their rotation with minimal time remaining. The last we saw on this trajectory for the rotation that we're witnessing here was Moist Esports on the outskirts. They're still going to have to walk their way into zone. The question is, will there be someone to stop them? DNO is on at least the platform. Moist, they've got their own issues with Furia ahead. And Waltzy goes down. If Moist falls here in game number six, Legacy is poised in a position already in launch site, closest towards that zone to make a play for the top of the leaderboard, which is exactly what they need to keep the playoffs dream alive. Guild and empty. Dynamic duo, not gonna be able to recover that banner. I've decided to set their sights forward, but Furia, they're not done with Moist. They got one, they want more. Madness still out angling, playing forward, looking for any more damage. But as Moist hit the rotation, they run into the line of sights of so many other squads. And down below, ain't much better earlier. There's many teams that love to play from underneath the platform, and especially this zone here for Moist. They've got to make a choice. There's no cover to work with, so you might as well try to fight for your squad. Sentinels, though, finally moving into the action against Furia might be the answer they're looking for here. One bad fight, one incorrect cleanup, and they could potentially make their way back in. Heck, with good timing, maybe collect Waltzy, but... Oh. I was gonna say, could they go through and back? But Furia turns their attention back to Moist, immediately takes them out. Now looks for a little bit of a regain here before setting their sights on another squad. But Sentinels has enough of their own issues at hand because as soon as Sentinels start looking at Furia, Legacy pops out from launch site. And now we've got an entire other brawl that Furia can third party. It's a tough spot for Fury to be in, getting inside to the fence line there. DNO, team that has been on heavy defense with those Watsons, will be an issue for them. Sentinels, they themselves had made deeper moves into launch site in the meanwhile here and might be facing therein. Hazel with a great wipe on one and now looking for revives. If Legacy fall here, they could slip down the leaderboard. We lose our chances at a potential bonus point for winning three maps. But Zenial and Niazul in one of the biggest 1v1s for Legacy with one HP. Mm. Legacy clutch it and send Sentinels packing. I don't think this gets much better for them though with zone closing in at the just worst time here. It is unlikely that Legacy make it further in terms of those high end game positionings as a single member left standing. This is gonna be having, a, this is the, the rat game of a lifetime. Drop in gaming, cooking over there by the respawn, the mobile at hand, X set. Playing between such a thin line, threading the needle, putting the black hole down and trying to shoot essentially fish in a barrel for them. But as soon as they peek out, they get pressured from afar Ooh. and just into the top five and Arkstar, little bounce on me around. You know they're screaming safe on me, safe on me. I'm out of the line of sight from that Arkstar. 
Meanwhile, this is not the place any one of these teams need to be in disguise. Oxygen drop in TSM sharing space is the worst in this next zone here. We talk about that northern fence line in terms of play. You have a very minor set of height among our official Apex banners that are set on the edge of that hillside. That's it. Every one of these squads currently playing in, even Xset, who's playing upon but a slice of a pie. I would dare say that. Literally just the crust. Everyone will have to move. Oh no, all of the teams from Lava Siphon. We turn our attention towards TSM going up against Oxygen, which is a massive fight for both of these squads. We lose Hal. Reps does get the shields back to full form, but the Conduit ult is barricading them from moving right. They're still focused towards the left. The swing comes out. Not able to get the full just yet. We do have to keep an eye on the rooftop, and they do just that. The Skynade comes through before Verholst looks to take a quick peek. Doubles down from the outside. We'll have to check in with them later because GKS is on the complete opposite side. I like this, taking their time. They want to make sure that if they are to be the ones to play from height, they're the last ones to do so here. Exit in their own right, losing out to drop in gaming leads me to believe that this is that final roster here with fights ahead, utility down. It's that perfect moment for them to smoke up, walk in, and potentially start to mop things up. The janitor crew. Wow, squads are falling left and right. Legacy disguised. Now Xset. Will it keep on going as GKS racks up even more eliminations? Oxygen to fall. A solid thermite there with native eliminated as a result, popping up to one around the corner. They might miss out on a bit of damage, but they'll still find drop in gaming in the end. TSM to one. On the other side, Game and Gladiators to another here. And GKS still looking to clean out their side of zone. They find Nano, and just like that, Game and Gladiators has fallen into the final five. A big 3v3 here about to occur with DNO isolating themselves inside of the building and Furia towards the outskirts. The issue is, if Furia decides to push in towards that building, that DNO will have to leave eventually. Luminosity is likely to push into this and third party it. Those zip lines are right below this, and it gives them that perfect moment to come on up there. And for GKS, this is everything they want and more here. Only, but I believe, six or seven points off, potentially usurping Moist on what could have been their win. All they have to do is wait. And wait they shall. Fury did the same for DNO to exit the building. They're able to find some shield cracks, but we look over that horizon with Luminosity just underneath them. Keon is focused on Senox. Watson is scouting. DNO's on the low ground alongside Luminosity, and GKS is on the other side. We expend out the Bangalore ult, but if GKS peeks up, the frag grenade sends Naughty sky high, and now they have to focus on healing, but they've already positioned themselves into second place. It's a solid spot there. Heals in play. Furia with literally but an inkling of height available. We'll try to see what damage they can do to GKS before they themselves are forced to drop down. Great cracks from his Watson and Afar. They could be potentially the nails in the GKS coffin. If, well, maybe they don't turn towards Luminosity first. No, that is absolutely...
absolutely oh. disgusting. Meanwhile, DNO cleans house of GEKS, stopping them in their tracks. But for Luminosity, a Furia drops down. The final two occur. Watson gets decimated. And now Keon, the lone member of Furia, has to clutch this up. He barricades forward, 